I'm Tiana. And I'm Trav. And this is I Now Pronounce You. Where we reflect on our experiences and give our opinions. It can be hard to take the time to process it all. So we're making the time now. We welcome you to I, I Now, now pronounce, pronounce You. Hey, 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 Hello, 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 everybody. Hello, hello. Hi, babe. What's up, babe? I'm Tiana. And I'm Trav. And welcome back to another episode of I Now Pronounce You. Welcome, welcome. Do I have the sicky voice? Uh, a little bit. You can tell just a tad bit. <clears throat> so Trav is the last man standing in our house to get this, like, cold that's been going around for, like, the last two weeks in our house. Yeah, I'm always the last man standing. And, uh, Hopefully you don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting a little bit of body fatigue, but that might just mean that my body's just fighting it, you know, so I'm good to go. Yeah, I the when Tyson had got sick two weeks ago, I stayed home with him for a few days, and then he was good to go. And then maybe like three or four days after that, Tamara got sick. She was sick forever, probably like a week. And then now she's starting to get over it, and then Sunday night, I ended up not feeling well, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. And you know when you, you you know, you decide to take off a day of work. I don't know if anyone ever does that, but I'm like, come take a mental health day. Monday, I'm, it's going to be all about me, run errands, do whatever I need to do by myself while the kids are at school, traps at work, whatever. Yeah. And I got sick Sunday night. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Things get like that. I know. I know. And then I'm like, ooh, do I take another one later? They're like, no, Tiana, don't do do that. And I had found this, um, or I had saw this quote, and it was like, burnout is sneaky because you don't realize you're borrowing from tomorrow to push through today. Yeah. And I felt that in my soul. Like, how many days are you like, okay, let me just get through today so I can get through tomorrow to get through the other day so I can get to the weekend. Mm-hmm. Or or let me get through today or stay up late so that I can feel like I had some of my day. But you're always borrowing time when it's like that. Yeah. I'm famous for that. Trying to stay up late to just have some time. Say I've like spent some time with myself. So I get it. Yeah. What have, What has been some good TV? Like I just was talking to my brother on the phone a couple hours ago. And we were talking about, like, different movies and shows and things. We mainly were talking about classic stuff that we keep rewatching because it's good. But what have been, if anything, that you've been watching that you're like, man, this is good. It could be new. It could be old. Uh, I've been watching The Righteous Gemstones uh, on HBO. Why do you like that? It's hilarious. Um, John Goodman is a sort of a pastor in the South. And he has these kids, and they're all comedians, and they're all kind of janky. They're trying to, like, take the empire from the dad, in a sense. And it's kind of cool. Okay. So, um, and Are then, the kids comedians, or you're just saying, like, like that's... No, no. They've been in, in multiple funny movies. It's only one of the kids wow. that haven't been. And even the uncle, Uncle Billy Baby. <laughs> uncle Baby Billy. <laughs> and so, like, it's it's been pretty cool. Um, that, of course, All-American just came back, so I've been watching that. I never could get into that, but you, you like that because of football. Yeah, yeah. All-American is dope. And then, um, you know, of course, I've been watching Raised by Wolves, um, which is kind of slow, but it's cool. It's like sci-fi. Um, what is that on? Uh, it's on HBO. Okay. Yeah. So. Those have been your three? Yeah. Those have been my three. Okay. So, Abbott Elementary has definitely been one. Oh, yeah. 
for us that we um, like to catch. We need to catch up on that, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then um, <laughs> people are going to laugh at me for this. But Tyson and I have started watching American Idol. <laughs> and it's been on for 20 years, and I've never watched a season. You know, you ain't watched the season with Ruben Stutter? No. <laughs> like, I've never watched a season. So, um, apparently, when I randomly... Because you don't even know what to watch with the kids anymore. Like, yeah. that's going to be appropriate. Everything is so over the top all the time. Yeah. So, we've noticed that certain reality, like, shows are more wholesome because, you know, they have family like viewership. Chopped. Yeah. Yeah. So, we started watching an episode, and then I tried to go to the next one, and I, it was like, oh, you have to wait till next Sunday. And I'm like, oh, this is like the start of it. So, now we've, um, we've been watching that. We've been watching The Proud Family. Mm-hmm. We have. Uh, oh, Tyson asked me to watch a new episode of that the other day. I don't know it if it's It should be out, out today, because it's Wednesday. It should be out. Oh, he asked me yesterday. So, okay. So, we got to check for that. And then, um, what else have I tried to dabble into? I'm really, really behind on This Is Us and Million Little Things. Like, I'm yeah. so, so behind, like, months behind. Because um, I don't really... I, I've been watching more YouTube lately. Same here. Just about things that I'm interested in. Or, so, Janelle James on Abbott Elementary that plays as the principal. I did not <laughs> know she was a stand-up comedian. And so, I've been, like, watching things that she... Um, clips of hers on YouTube I've been watching. And she's funny. Yeah, I watched a, a couple of clips that um, came up on my timeline on YouTube, and um, she is pretty funny. Yeah, she's funny. Yeah. Like, in a relatable, funny way. Like, not ha-ha-ha funny, but like, oh, yeah, kind of funny. Yeah. Um. So I've been enjoying that. But I don't know. If you have any shows that you would like to recommend, send them our way. My okay. brother was just telling me about, like, old, like, you know, just old stuff that he had been watching that I had never watched. And he's like, hey, check it out. He did recommend the new Fresh Prince. Yeah. Um, and I just don't like, you know how you have to get a new app for like everything? Yeah, I but, hate that. But he was saying like for Fresh Prince, you can download, I think, Peacock and you can watch the new episode. You just can't go back and watch previous episodes. Like you have to buy it in order to unlock everything. Gotcha. And that show originally was an NBC show anyway, so that would make sense. Oh. The Fresh Prince was an NBC show, I believe. So it would make sense for it to be on Peacock is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we did watch, speaking of television, we have watched the Kanye documentary. That was And I really wanted to get, like, some of your feedback on that. Like, what did you think? It was fire, man. It was so uh, dope to watch Ye just go through, like, (laughs) just kind of, like, you have to kind of, like, not be embarrassed to walk in a room and, like, he's literally taking a retainer out of his mouth while he's playing songs for Scarface. And he's like, man, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's my retainer. Man, that don't go there. <laughs> you know, so like... His confidence yeah, is definitely up there. He's always kind of been himself, uh, in a sense. And, um, you know, me being the music nerd that I am, I was just so enamored <laughs> by the process or, like, seeing him in his apartment with, like, multiple racks of, like, keyboards, the Korgs, the you know, the different just type of equipment that he had. And it was very dope. And to know that him and Just Blaze used to go toe for toe, you know, it was just very dope, man. Like, if you're a music, hip-hop, like, nerd like I am, like, you'll really enjoy it. It shows the whole journey of Kanye really much up until today. So a lot of the songs, because, you know, we've mentioned before, 
um, the different albums that we've liked of Kanye's. And I always said mm-hmm. that I had late registration and I had graduation. Those were the only two albums um, that I've had, and I know them inside out. And a big theme, especially on graduation, uh, was how, you know, he was Jay's little brother. Like, he was trying to, you know what I'm saying, trying to get in that pack, trying to get in that crowd and run with those boys. And, and he was basically getting sunned. And you got to see that on the documentary. Yeah, you did. You saw it firsthand. Yeah. So I thought that was cool to, like, see it in action. Like, you know, wow, he really had to, like, push and fight for himself. He really was a shelved artist. He really was all of those yeah, things. Yeah, he that, had to put a lot of his own money mm-hmm. up. When he, you know, they signed him, and it's like, oh, yeah, you're signed, but, yeah, you know, keep keep feeding us these beats, man. You're a producer. Yeah, you're a producer. Like, we don't want to hear your raps. We want to hear those beats. And I was messed up. And I really like, and now I understand why you would see him, like, on the Dave Chappelle show with, like, most deaf and and with those type of cats. Yeah, that's who he was going to end up signing with. Was um you know one of those labels that carried a lot of those artists, and it makes sense that um I saw something interesting that we didn't know, and then um you know it, little nuggets if you look at the uh, the documentary. Uh huh. Dave Chappelle was the bear. Dave Chappelle used to wear the bear suit when they would do concerts and stuff like that, and I never knew that. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't. I never knew that. That was so dope. And I'm like, so Dave and Most Def and Kanye and Common and well, all of them, Talib Kweli, they all used to hang together. What do you together. think? What type of career do you think Kanye would have had if he would have signed with them? He would have been an unnoticed guy. Like he would have been in those categories where. Neo Soul and true hip hop fans, we would have loved him. He would have went down like Pete Rock, but um, you know he wanted to be bigger than that. He wanted to be mainstream. He wouldn't have been mainstream if he had to sign to that label. And it's so crazy because when he started out, like, yes, I didn't completely see him as like a Neo Soul type of artist, but like I felt like the topics and the things that he were talking about, like it painted a true hip hop type of picture. Mm-hmm. Versus now, where I feel like it's more of a persona. It was very um, braggadocious. But he said it very early on, like, he wanted to be this crazy, you know, stadium music type of dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you go see those big rock concerts and things like that, and he's definitely achieved that, but I feel like, at what cost? A big cost. Because we could see from the the old clips, yes, he was very confident, he was very... I'm about me, but he also was like meek and timid in certain respects, and he seemed a little bit more rational. You, he, you, if you notice and you watch, especially the first like episode, he's processing everything before he yeah. speaks. Like he's very careful, almost to the point where he knows he's in a lion's den, so he has to be very careful about what he says. Yeah. Whereas, like towards the end of the documentary, he's the Kanye that we see now, where it's like. I don't care what you think. I'm saying whatever comes to my mind and he's not slowing down and processing it like he did, you know, at the beginning. Do you feel like his mother was right in her approach to foster that in him? Or do you feel like she should have shut it down? No, she embraced what it was. And I think she wasn't. What do you mean by embrace what it was? She didn't have enough time with him. Like she would tell him little things like, remember that quote, um, a giant can't see his face in the mirror you know what i mean um almost like you know even if you're larger than life um you know you all you can see is your knees and looking around it was it was just almost one of those things where like we want you to be great but we also want you to remember 
to reflect and to slow down and to take it all in. I saw his reaction to that, too. He was like, yeah. you want me to be humble, like, in a sense. Like, you want me to be meek? And she's like, no, be confident. Be that person. But, you know, this is that other side of the coin. But that also makes me think. It's like a giant touches the earth and the sky at the same time. Yes. Yeah, I think that's what it was. She did sit them on a mirror, though. She did. She did. <laughs> I don't know. But I looked at it as no matter how high you climb, you stay grounded. Oh, that was absolutely the meaning of whatever quote she said. It was about that. And that's why I think he responded in that way of like, what are you trying to say? But, you know, for a long time when I met you and we would have like certain communication issues or a disconnect, you always turned everything into a parable or some type of metaphor, and you could process that better. And mm-hmm. I feel like she would give him those nuggets as, like, I want him to... She knows that he's a thinker, so it's like I'm giving him these nuggets to think and break down later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think a great mentor or even a great parent gives their kids... You know, they know what how their kids receive certain yes. things. Me, I love parables and puzzles, like, you know, or, like... You know, just pretty much if you give me something that seems like an epic quote, you know, I would break it down and interpret it in a different, you know, a few different ways. So I feel like yay process is it similar. Do you feel like if you're a person that is very ambitious, like Kanye knew he wanted to, to you know, make great beats and then he knew he wanted to be an ill rapper and then he knew he wanted to be a fashion designer um, and like this overall creative do you feel as though when you are striving for those things that other things are going to fall at the wayside? 100%. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, when you have a focus point, no matter what, I think you're going to lose a sense of your humanity if you're really like tunnel vision and like locked in. So I, I, a perfect example, too, for our generation, a great example would be Lil Wayne. You know, Lil Wayne at one point was oh the best rapper alive. But now if you look at him, he's he spent so much time just in the studio or just working on his craft that he doesn't understand current events. He doesn't understand the the world around him because his world was rap, you know, and um, you look at him now and he still isn't he's on his own planet, you know. Yeah. I so, was thinking about this the other day, like uh, I was sometimes, you know, when you're just in your head and your mind is just processing things like. As you're making dinner, as you're, you know, unloading groceries, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And my mind was thinking, and I was like, thinking about the areas of my life that I feel are um, abundant or in a good spot. And then I think about the areas that some may think are lacking or at times I think is lacking. And I'm like, where was my focus and my attention to create the things that I did and not get the maybe rewards or the benefits of what I didn't? And... Two things came to mind. I was like, well, really three. I was like, I feel like I mastered like doing good unto others and to myself. Okay. I feel like from a young age, because this relationship we've been going on, you know, I don't know, 17, 18 years, something like that. Yeah. And I feel like we obviously, I put a lot of energy into that. And then I put a lot of focus and energy into, you know, my education and getting my bachelor's and my master's and having a career and anything else and then being a good parent so anything else outside of that just I didn't put a lot of focus into like I didn't put a lot of focus into money management and planning and finances and I didn't put a lot of thought into like having a um, 
like a crazy type of career or or owning a business or anything like that. And so it's crazy how you think about your life in terms of where you put your focus and your energy. And then for the next 15, 20 years, where do you want to put your focus and your energy? Yeah, I think a lot of people deal with that. Um, If you've been this particular type of person for such a long time, um, when that chapter is over and you have to start anew, like you're wondering what's next, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think um, that's a part of growth. And, you know, just relating back to the the documentary, Mm -hmm. Ye always knew he wanted to do design, but he, for some reason, was able to hone in on the, the rapping. You know, or while he was making beats, then he made started making beats so he could rap over them. Yeah. So he always knew he was, but he had to like master each level of what he wanted to do next in life. Now I don't know how this whole president thing gonna work out, <laughs> <laughs> but everything else, like he pretty much showed us how it is, which is you know it's okay to have a bunch of different ideas, but whatever level you at, master it, and then once you've mastered it, you can move on. Mm. Yep. So did you see that poem that he recently came out with? No, I didn't. Okay, so like two days ago, um, he dropped a poem, and it's called Dead Poem. So I'm going to read it to you, and then we can chat about it. But I think like TMZ picked it up like literally, I think, yesterday. So it says, no one wanted to tell me I was dead, and only people that would talk to me were in my head. No one wanted to tell me I was dead. Only people who loved me would visit in their dreams instead. They would come to my grave and sprinkle some bread. So on my tombstone, the birds would be fed. I would give new requests, but nothing was said, because no one wanted to tell me that I was dead. They ran through my account like the sign said free bread, but no one wanted to tell me I was dead. My kids would dance for me in a home I once led, but kids see ghosts and I didn't know I was dead. Everything was wrong in the press that I read, because nobody would tell me that I was dead. I realized when people spoke to me was only when they only when they prayed because nobody would just tell me, bro, you been dead. Won't anyone listen to one word I said? Of course not, sir. You know how long you've been dead? Funny. It's been a long, long time since I bled. You think someone who prides being smart as me would have known that he's dead? So now every idea only exists in my head. I guess that's how people treat people who are dead. I found out one day at the newsstand in Purgatory, there was a front page article of my murder story. I was so surprised at what it said. This info is in for the living, and surprise, you're dead. It's fucking dark, yay. <laughs> so he said that he refuses to say, because people were asking, like, well, who was your murderer? Because it said, um,. I found one day at the newsstand at Purgatory, there was a front page article of my murderer's story. And he was like, he's not going to explain the art because he doesn't want the narrative to shift yeah, and take away poem. from what he's saying. It's a great poem. I was fucked with it. Had so it. this is what I thought when I read it. When he says dead, does that mean like that he was tripping? Because I feel like people have been telling you you've been tripping. Yeah, like I don't like like I was saying earlier, I think he's just veered so far away from what reality is that I guess he compared that to death. Um, I feel like Kanye was at his realest right around late registration. I always say it 
Late registration yay was the best yay, <laughs> you know? And then the, my second favorite yay is 808 and Heartbreak yay, because that's when he felt, you know what I mean? And, you know, he gave us not only the music, but, you know, the feeling, so. And I feel a lot of the things that he was, you know, mentioned in here of, like, the people being around him and the people at his pockets and, um, you know, no one really taking into account I guess what he needed or or getting him out of his own head or um the line about his kids my kids would dance for me in a home I once led you know but kids see ghosts and I didn't know I was dead so like I feel like maybe he felt dead inside and you know he had those battles where it looked like from the outside in it looked like um like the Kardashians wanted to keep him medicated and they wanted to keep him controlled yeah. and he like rebelled against that whole way of thinking, even though I think, not saying you have to be on medication, but I think they were trying to, yeah, they probably were looking out for, like, don't embarrass us. But I also feel like it was like, hey, we need to help you kind of get in, in line. And, you know, it's Kanye. Yeah, Kanye. It's, yeah. You know? Facts. Yeah. Kanye doesn't follow rules or regimen. Like, Kanye is Kanye. Yeah, so, you know, I think... His murder can be lots of people. I think some people will probably say, oh, it was when you went no, to the fa- Kardashian family. Fame was his murderer. Yeah. Fame was his murderer. Yeah. And it always has been. And, you know, he had, you know, people to protect him, like, early on. You notice the bigger he got, the closer he wanted Donda. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... That was so evident, guys. Like, we picked up on that. Like, mm-hmm. what young 19, 20-year-old rapper... It's like, I want my mama with me. Like, you going to be in the studio with me? You going on tour with me? Like, I just, that was um, not the norm. Yeah. No rapper in history has ever done that. That we know of. That we, just, we know of, It was yeah. just crazy to us. Like, not like, oh, my mama in the sh- in the house tonight. She had a show. It was like, no, like. No, Donda was in every almost every studio session. She met Ludacris and was shaking his hand. After you know? his first <laughs> album, yeah. she was there, you know. Yeah, Donda was always there. And then. Even in the later episodes, when um, when Cootie would call and talk to Common, and he like, yeah, I'm glad somebody there with him. Like Kanye always needed something around him that mm-hmm. felt like family or felt like, you know, because otherwise, I think he felt like his genius kind of overtook his brain in a so, sense. So to take it off, yay for a moment. Do you feel you have people in your life that would like take the time to tell you if you were quote unquote dead or if you were out of bounds or do you feel like you have people honestly do you feel like you have people that would do that for you you would do that yeah but if you didn't do that everybody would just tell me that Trav you got it going man you you know what they would just have my back but nobody else would check me other than you probably and I know how you like over time I feel like you respond to me with like the thinking face like I'm gonna take in what you just said um but do you think that people don't like to say things to people because... Yeah, if you're explosive, I don't think people want to give you advice. Yeah, like they don't know how you would respond or receive... You know what I'm saying? How you would receive it. Right, but I mean, also, too, what other... You know, young men are naturally explosive. Most of them are. And I think when you become a man, you do, but you're not as explosive or explosive at all. But also, too, you started to live a little life, and so you start to look at their judgment like, oh, let's see where you at. I think it's easier for, like, a best friend or a spouse to be able to check you in that way. And I I don't even want to say check you because that seems like 
um, rude, but to tell you like, hey, this I've noticed this pattern with you um, because I feel like if there's somebody that pops in and out of your life or even if they've known you for many years, they don't see a glimpse into your every day. Yeah. I feel like it comes to like you don't know me like that. Like what makes what made you come to that assumption? You know what I'm saying? Like I think people can get defensive. It's all in, it's all in the, the delivery too. True. You know? If you are talking with like a condescending tone or like, man, you should have been figured this part out. Like I think you have to come with you gotta come correct, bro. You gotta make sure that you present it like from a place of love and not a place of malice. Yeah, because it's uncomfortable. We assume people know certain things. And they truly don't. Sometimes it really is a slap in the face. Like, I do that? You know what I'm saying? Facts. Or like, I say that or I respond in that way. Like, I didn't even know. And so I think, you know, that was Donda's approach with Kanye was just like dropping in that nugget. And I feel like people really should take note of that to do with their children and the people they love around them. It's like, hey, (laughs) I want you to kind of think about this from this angle. She didn't have to say that. She was just like, oh, Listen, that that must have been her thing. So it was just like, oh, listen to this quote or listen to this story. And she would just kind of have him ponder on it, you know? Yeah. Donna's approach was dope. Yeah, that was. Okay. So um, we are going to move on to Come Again. Come Again. Come Again. Come Again. So Come Again is a segment where we talk about a story or give a quote of something that <coughs> a celebrity, sorry, a celebrity has said. And then we kind of, you know, put our take on it based on that. So recently, Russell and Sierra Wilson, um, they left a Drake after party. (coughs) Sorry, let me take a sip. No, you're fine. Take your water break. Get back. I should have brought water. I brought watermelon juice and it has lemon in it. Oh, man, that might trigger it. I know. So they recently left, uh, allegedly... From a party once Future showed up to Drake's after party. And um, one, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that. Like, do you feel that if an ex shows up, that the best thing for you to do is like vacate the premises so you don't cross paths? Um, yeah, if they're ignorant, yeah. Um, I think if um, folks are grown ups and adults and it's like, Hey, how's it? Everything, you know? And then it's just a regular, regular conversation. But we talking about future Hendrix dog. Like, you like, hey, 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 over there raising my son. Like he would have like made it ill and Russ, you know, Russ kind of a gump. So he might've felt the type of way and might wanted to fight him. And you can't do that at Drake's party, bro. <laughs> that, so, that's what you, you know. got out of it. Yeah. So. And uh, apparently this is allegedly like people just saw them leaving around the time that Future was getting there. So it's possible that they were just ready to leave and he was coming or it could have been like they purposely left. I think that knowing the history of the situation, I think that's what we always have to think about. Like this could even be in your friend group. If you're friends with somebody and somebody else is friends with someone else that you may not get along with or y'all have had beef and your friend is just in the middle and if they're coming to a gathering, you know, try to come a little bit earlier or come towards the end so you have a certain pocket of time. And then, you know, let them know, hey, it's no beef, it's no malice with you, but I'd rather not be around this person in a sense. And go on about your merry way. I think there's lots of different ways that you can handle that situation, but sometimes leaving is the only is the only way. What, what Hendrick say? Sensational. <laughs> what could be another way to handle the situation? There is no other way. 
Leaving is the only other way, Trav. In a party of like 300 people, let's just say. If that person is ignorant and you know they on the way, go ahead and leave. Because ignorant people like to make a scene. They like to create a whole thing. And then at the end of the day, both parties are going to be like, man, both of y'all are too old for this. You know what I'm saying? Ah, Even if you're just defending yourself. So Dangerous, a.k.a. Now the you know uh, the, the Bronco, you know what I'm saying the Denver Bronco. He not at Seattle no more as of today. Um, you know it's him and Sierra to leave. Same thing with like, come on, we all love Fifth. You know what I'm saying we love Fifty Cent, mm-hmm. but bro, if if Sierra and Russ there with their kids and Fifth walk in the room, you know Fifth gonna say some ignorant shit. And he's a he's a multi millionaire. He's super rich, but it doesn't matter. Like sometimes character is gonna. Depict how a situation is going to go. So if you know you're going to run into somebody ignorant, just save yourself some time. Just go ahead and leave. Okay. I think another way to deal with it, you know, if especially if it's in the big setting like that, is just to kind of do your own thing. Make sure you go to the host. You say what's up. You know, you've been seen. You've been whatever. And then just kind of play um, a role to the back. And just kind of see how everything plays out. But I see what you're saying. If you already know it's going to be that way, yeah, why Hollywood. put yourself through it's, that? It's more than likely going to be an entourage. It's going to be a bunch of, you know, rooms are usually split sometimes. It's people who are like just down home, regular, degular people, even in celebrity rooms. And then there's people that love to see drama. So then room rumors start going around and conversation starts going around the room. And one person touches another person. And then it could just, it just, it can turn out bad. So I, my, thing avoid it all together avoid it all together mm-hmm. all right babe what's your takeaway from today's conversation how long we've been going uh we've been going for like 30 minutes so we're oh, right at the mark hey yeah so. hey y'all what's your takeaway for today's conversation um be more like donda <laughs> i was gonna say that yeah be more like donda bro like i loved her energy it was, it was so sad when she passed in the, in the dock but be more like donda bro for sure um, my takeaway is just all the parents out there, just make sure you're watching how you're parenting your child. Like, are you making them feel as though they are loved and they're secure and they can kind of, you know, push through and, and do the path that they need to do t- to make it in this world? Or are you taking out your current situation and your trauma through your parenting style? Like, really make sure that you're looking at your parenting style and kind of making adjustments where it needs where it needs to be because that's a lasting imprint. You always hear that your childhood is such a small um, part of your life, but it's the most significant. Yeah, very much. You know, every, ugh, I'm talking 40, 50s, 50s, 60-year-olds. I'm having conversations. I have conversations with my dad all the time, and I swear, like, every other conversation, he... Tells me something from his childhood, something that he really enjoyed, something that, you know, he missed or something that, you know, just makes him smile. And so, like, that time period is such an important time and that I think sometimes that we know that we have things going on and we kind of take it out unintentionally through our parenting style. We do. And so we just need to check that. I agree. All right. I hope everyone has an enjoyable rest of the week. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, share, subscribe, do all of the things. You can reach us at I now pronounce you pod um, at gmail.com. 
You can also find us with that same handle, uh, without the Gmail, on Instagram and Facebook. And if you liked a particular episode, share it with a friend. Send it in a text message. Say, hey, you heard this? I enjoyed this today. Or, or um, you know, I got something out of it or I found value in it. Mm-hmm. It would be greatly appreciated. Most definitely. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, guys. Stay safe.